Welcome to the Form 55 podcast. I'm Glenn Garriok, and today I'll be talking to designer and maker Jeff Sheldon about his first Kickstarter campaign, Gather. Gather is a beautifully designed minimal organizer, a place to bring all your essentials together. Jeff created a product that was fully funded within 24 hours on Kickstarter, so I wanted to catch up with him to find out how he managed to pull this off. Welcome to our first podcast, Jeff. Thanks for being our first guest. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk. Where do we start? Like, the, the it's gone so quickly. The, the past week of this uh, Kickstarter campaign that you've started has been, um, like, it, I, I wrote down some brief facts uh, about a few minutes ago, so they are reasonably up to date. Uh, in one week, 1,297 backers have pledged $196,000 to this campaign, which is, I mean, it's pretty, pretty incredible. I bet you're pretty happy. It's amazing. Yeah, it's better than I could have ever asked for. It's just blowing up right now. And yeah, as you can tell, I'm super happy. It's really been picked up really quickly. Kickstarter featured it quite early on already. Product Hunt picked up on it as well. Loads of websites and blogs. Have you, did you, did you try and, um, did you write to, to, uh, different sites to try and get them to feature or have they picked up by themselves? Yeah, it's funny because I actually, I had plans to write all, I had a big list of blogs that I wanted to write to and, and, and let them know. And, and half of them picked up on it before I could even write to them <laughs> just because it started spreading online. So I, I did send a few emails to people, you know, relationships and people that I've known kind of like you, like we've known each other for a, while, a long time. And just saying, here's the biggest thing I've ever done. And, you know, basically, if you like it, post it. And, and people are posting it before I can even send that email. So I think it's, it's the, the designer's dream. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Maybe we should briefly talk a little bit about you for those who don't know who you are. You could maybe tell us quickly what you do. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, my name is Jeff Sheldon, and I am the founder of a brand called Ugmunk. And I started Ugmunk about eight and a half years ago as a side project to design simple, minimal t-shirts. Just, it was really just a creative outlet for me to make t-shirts that I wanted to wear. And uh, uh, you've been there since the start and you've seen it take off, but it wasn't necessarily like this big design business that I was trying to start back in the day. It was literally just, I wanna make cool products that I like, and maybe there's a, a handful of people that like them too. And over the years I've built it up, eventually left my full-time job, um, this is the condensed version of the story, but left my full-time job to, to do it full-time. And now I'm uh, eight and a half years in and we're shipping tens of thousands of products all over the world. We've hit over, I think, almost 70 different countries. And now we just launched this Kickstarter, which is taking off even more. But it's been a wild ride. Um, I usually describe myself as a designer by trade and an entrepreneur by accident because I didn't mean to get into this. The, the, the Gather product itself... Um, it's a it's a desk organizer for those that haven't seen it yet, or I guess you couldn't even you wouldn't even probably call it a desk organizer because you could use it anywhere. But it's sort of a a place where you can bring different pieces together that might be on your desk or in your kitchen or in your house. I mean, how did the idea come about? How did you get to the point where you thought this would be the right product to make? So the original idea was almost, it was probably over three years ago, and I had the idea, again, to make something that I wanted to exist, something that I, I was like, I want this on my desk, I need this. 
And I started looking for it and it didn't exist. So I said, I'm going to try and figure out how to make this. So I wanted somewhere where I could put my phone, I could put my pens, I could put my little to-do cards, I could put my headphones, everything that, that was just laying down on my desk and really just added to the clutter. And, you know, the video, if people go to the Kickstarter and watch the video, I think it explains the product even better than I can do here just on, you know, through audio. But the idea was I just wanted something to contain all of that. So I didn't have like my pens over here because I'd end up having, you know, a mug with 50 pens in it here and then I'd have my sticky notes and then I'd have, you know, and and everything was started getting all over the place. And then when I looked for something to condense that all, all I could find were like those junky office organizers that are on everyone's desk that are, you know, they're wire and they don't, they just don't even look nice and they weren't customizable. And so I'm left-handed. So I like my phone on the left side, but everything was designed for right-handed. So uh, I was like, yeah, so I, I wanted to make something that really could be customized and, and the modularness of anyone can adapt it. You can take pieces off, pieces on. But at the same time, if it's sitting on your desk, I wanted it to look beautiful next to all of my Apple devices and everything, not, you know, to be this ugly eyesore in the middle. And it's the concept has grown from being a desk organizer to being really an organizer for any space. Like you said, you know, put it on your entry table when you walk in, but beside your bed so you can put all of your, your wallet, your keys, everything. And I think that the customizable aspect of it is what's really making it take off. Yeah, I mean, you're literally describing my current desk setup. It is, it is just a mess of different receptacles where I can put different things. Uh, yeah, I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to you finishing the product. <laughs> yeah, I think the problem, it's really striking a chord with a lot of people because how many of us sit at desks for most of our day and are designing or doing anything, you know, work in an office setting, work in a home office. And we all, you know, so many people have this problem, but nobody's fixed it or nobody's created a beautiful way to solve it. Just, you know, there's ugly ways to solve it, but that's not for, for us the creatives. We want something that looks nice, too. <laughs> yeah, I think that has been the main negative. If I could, can briefly talk about any negative criticism that I've been reading was mainly about like, why, why bother to spend X amount of money on a product that, you know, like, what's the point? I don't know. I, totally i mean i understand the point because you kind of as you just said you you're going to be looking at this thing a lot if you're working at a desk all the time and i think to make it look great and functional is is kind of what we try uh, as designers at least try and do every day so i think you've you've definitely hit the nail on the head there yeah i i think you know, I'll tell people straight up that I did not design this for everyone. I totally understand that people want, if you want an organizer for $10, you know, go down to your office store and go get one. That's totally fine. I'm not targeting those people and I'm not, I'm not saying that this is for them, but this is a premium quality, something that's beautifully designed. The people that do care about that, which obviously there's enough of them, because if you look at the Kickstarter numbers, there's enough people that care about having something that looks nice and, and functional and, you know, the details that matter, that they, they care about those details. So I think that's the whole thing is there's going to be criticism. You know, why would you charge $100 for something that you could get for 10 Well, then go get the $10 one because there's plenty of people that appreciate the $100. I think I read somewhere that you, or maybe it was in the, mentioned in the video, that this, this project has been a long time coming. I think you said almost three years that you've been working on different prototypes what 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 took so what took so long? How, what what prolonged the process? I think a lot of people want to know, like, how in the world could this take three years? Um, and to be honest, it's three years on and off. So the original concept was three years ago, and I, I started down that road, and then I couldn't figure out how to make it. I couldn't figure out the materials, the manufacturing process. 
And then when I did finally find a, a shop that could help make the prototypes, we ran into problems, again, of just pricing and, and quantities, like they weren't going to be able to produce more than a couple hundred of them. It was going to cost me $100 just to make them. Um, and I, I didn't know, like, what, you know, what am I supposed to do? And then we ran into problems with just the different pieces and the way that the, the top pieces fit into the base, the way that the phone stand worked and, and like kind of refining all of these things until I found, you know, the right manufacturing process. I, I decided I'm going to do this at scale so like I can actually do that. The top pieces will be injection molded plastic, kind of like a like a MacBook charger, that hard white, you know, really shiny polished plastic. So until I decided to take this big time. I wasn't able to actually make it. So I'd keep going back to it. I'd have a new prototype. I'd try and find a, a cheaper method to make it. And it was on and off, on and off. Meanwhile, I'm running my whole rest of my business, releasing products. Gather would get put on the back burner. And then I finally like said, all right, I still use this thing every single day. There's got to be enough people. Same with the t-shirts. Like there's got to be enough people that want this. And then so the past year, really, the past maybe nine months, I've been like pushing really, really hard to make it happen. And now, you know, we're a week into the campaign and I'm so glad I didn't give up. So, I mean, have you been actually using the prototypes throughout these three years, just trying them out and seeing if, if they work and if, if you're happy with them? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been using like even the earliest ones, like uh, in the video, you see a quick time lapse of some of the earlier ones. And, and I'm actually I'm thinking about doing a more in-depth post just kind of about those prototypes and the iterations that I made on each one. Um, but you'll see that the baseboard had was longer and it had slots that went all the way to the end. But that meant the pieces could fall off the end. Um, and then just different like subtle things that we kept tweaking um, the spacing within the grid system. Um, one of the one of my favorite parts is just if you you see the video, there's a grid overlay over top of the whole system that you can actually connect two whole bases together with magnets um, and, and span the pieces across the whole grid. Well, that didn't come about until really this last year. So like if I had released this product two or three years ago, I didn't have the, the magnets or any of those things. I kept I'd you know, be laying in bed and be like, ah, I got another idea for this. And I'd keep adding on to it until you see what I have today, which is this full modular system. But that was like the, the fun part about using the product over the years was I got to actually iterate on it until I've got it to a point where I'm happy you know, to release it. I guess a lot of people underestimate how long it just takes to make any product. I mean, even some of the most simple things to get to that point, not just researching and designing and trying out and seeing if it works, but also finding the right partners to make that product happen. That, I guess, a lot of people have either no experience with or don't think about. I didn't have any experience building something this designed, you know, this type of industrial design. Uh, it maybe if you came from a product background, this might be a little bit, the path there, you know, might have moved a little bit quicker. But for me, being you know mostly in apparel, which is a very different world, this involves so much more help from engineers and things to get the products right. Even though there's no technology necessarily, there's no charging components or anything you know built in. There's still so much that goes into like perfecting the actual 3D pieces to get the molds made, to get the process made. So it's yeah, I I think as digital designers, as soon as they start to make a physical product, it's like, wow, this is much harder than designing a website. You, were talk you briefly spoke about the scale of manufacturing early, and I guess that would always be my panic if I, if I ever made, if I ever went ahead and did a Kickstarter campaign of like, yeah, I mean, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I do something nice and a couple of hundred people buy it and I reach my goal and I'll be happy, but what happens if, and there's been a lot of examples where 
maybe producers have underestimated the amount of orders and then I mean I, I think I backed two or three products that just never happened because they just couldn't handle the the demand I, I mean can you prepare for that, that scenario what happens if now like another 5,000 order in the next month I mean, that would be nice, a nice problem to have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it really is. It's one of those things when people say, you know, good problems. It's like, well, it's still a problem. It's good, but it's still. And, and the difference for us is that not that I have, you know, if it goes to 5,000, there's going to be challenges that we, we may not have thought through. But I've been shipping products for so long, like physical products. I, I ran a Kickstarter with a friend four or five years ago, and we ran into a lot of the challenges of shipping and fulfillment, all those. So I'm going into this with way more experience than some of these other people that, that maybe they start, the Kickstarter is their first product and it takes off and they have 10,000 backers and they have no idea how to ship something, how to deal with international shipping, how to deal with fulfillment. Um, so I, I'm confident, you know, maybe I'm a little overconfident, but I'm confident now this far down my journey that I can fulfill these rewards and make this happen because I've done so many other things and I've lined up, I have a fulfillment place already. My manufacturer, you know, they are ready to scale because of the injection molding and their process. They're ready. They do consumer products like this all the time, and they're ready to do 5,000 of these in a week. So it's like that's I have all of these things lined up in my back pocket now where the first, you know, a lot of times when someone launches a Kickstarter, they haven't even talked to a manufacturer. All they have is a prototype. So I'm I got 90 percent of the way there before I even launched the Kickstarter. And, and because I've learned from past mistakes, I think, you know, I'm ready to see this thing go as big as it can go. You touched on an interesting point there as well of the experience that you have by doing Ugmonk for this length of time. I think a great part of that as well is also the community that you've built around the company who I'm sure a large part of the backers will have probably already ordered a product from you in the past. It'd be interesting to see uh, some statistics on who, uh, how many backers are uh, previous customers of yours. Yeah, I'm interested to see that and to run the numbers to see like how many people are new to Ugmunk or how many people have actually bought something or have been on my email list for, for years. And maybe this is the first thing that appealed to them to actually buy. But Again, I think the biggest thing that people miss when they're seeing, they look at the success in one week, we've raised almost $200,000. They don't realize I've been, for eight years, I've been building a community. I've been building my email list, my social media, like the community aspect, you can't, you can't buy that and you can't rush that. Not necessarily do you need eight years, but when I launched the Kickstarter and I could say, hey, I just launched this. I wasn't launching to no one. I launched to a, a huge community of people. And, and that's the, the hardest part to explain to a new designer, or a new creator. It says, I can make a desk organizer. I could launch on a Kickstarter, but they have no one to launch it to. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a that's a massive part of I'm, I'm calling that. I think I might write a post, but I'm calling it the, the nine year overnight success. <laughs> you hear that so often that every time it looks like, oh, they've just come from nowhere. There's usually a long story behind that that you've just not heard yet. I think that's probably um, the same same with you. So the, we talked briefly about the, the video earlier. Uh, I think I read somewhere it already had close to 70,000 views in a week, which is pretty decent. 
So, like, tell me a little bit about how the video came about. You filmed it with a friend of yours, I think. Yeah, so uh, the video is such a massive critical part of a Kickstarter taking off and, and really communicating a product, especially a product. I feel like Gather, this, this desk organizer in a photo, it may look great and it looks fine, but as soon as you see it in a video form, you see what it can do. And then it just, you know, it clicks with people and people are ooing and aahing when they see the magnets snap together. And so the video was something that I've been planning, you know, for the past four or five months, I kind of was storyboarding it and thinking about the concepts and how do I, how do I communicate through video? And then when I actually got the script ready and everything done, I worked with a friend uh, down in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, and we collaborated to basically produce it, just the two of us. Um, we didn't have a big film crew or anything, but we shot and recorded the whole thing in about three days. And my friend, Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah Warren, he is super talented. He can make anything look great, even with like the bare bones set. I mean, we were doing things like there was parts where we were like taping the camera to the ceiling so that it wasn't wobbly, like things that you would never you would never see on like a multi-million dollar set but um we wanted the 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 video to feel and look as you know high end and and just clean as we could I, so it looks great it doesn't look like you did it on a low budget for, that's for sure uh, i'm definitely thankful i had uh him to collaborate with because i know enough about video to understand it but i don't know a lot about the editing process and some of the things that we did and some of the time lapses and sequences that i think really sell the product but yeah, the video is, you know, I'm one of the most proud things that I've done in the last year is just because I feel like the video, I can watch it and be, be really happy with the final result. So where, where do you go from here? I guess the next step is waiting to see how far this campaign goes. You still got, what, two, two weeks to go or how long? When did you set the, the deadline? No, I actually set it. So the campaign's longer. I have about still 50 days left because I set it for 60 days. So I have a long ways to go. Um, but the interesting thing is, so that the, because the product is validated, you know, people are saying, you know, they want it, people are backing it. Um, I'm actually going to start some of the manufacturing and tooling now, instead of waiting till the end of the 60 days, because, you know, I, once I launched the Kickstarter, if, if nobody backed it, then I could, you know, pull the plug. But now that I see that people are definitely interested and this is going somewhere, I'm, I've already got, you know, things rolling on the, the production side so that we can deliver this thing. And, and if it scales to 5,000 backers, it, you know, it should hopefully not be a problem. Well, I wish you best of luck with the campaign and hopefully also with the production. I look forward to getting my parcel in a few months time. <laughs> and yeah, best of luck with the rest of the campaign. And thanks very much for talking to me about it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to, to solve everyone's desk clutter problem. gather in action back the kickstarter campaign or see more of jeff's work go to farm55.com 